This is the Green Student Ministries High School Podcast of the Chapel in Green. We are committed to our students being known, knowing Jesus, and becoming kingdom workers. We hope this podcast serves to encourage, challenge, and to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. This is Green Student Ministries. Father, we love you. We pray that our eyes would be on you, that our hearts would be on you, that all the things that surround us, that that distract, that pull us away from you, God, that, that we would run from those things, that we would shed those things, and that we would chase you. We would seek only you above all else. We love you, Jesus. We pray now that as we dig into your word, as we hear from you, um, and even as we pray together this morning, that we would do so out of thankful hearts, and that this would be our worship to you this morning. We love you. It's your name we pray. Amen. So good morning, everybody. How we doing? Good. You guys, I, I cannot tell you how excited I am. Um, I, I, love, I love our church. Um, and I, I love being able to be a part of this. For those of you that don't know who I am, um, again, my name's Adam, and I'm, I'm the middle school director here. I've had the privilege of being middle school director for over five years now, um, and so it's fun because I've got um, students who, who I knew as middle schoolers are now through high school and even into college, which is like, that blows my mind. Um, and so I look out this morning and like, 1040, you guys, I, I've said this before, but like, you're my people. Like, I love, I love looking out and seeing this. I kind of had this moment where I was sitting over here and, and Ryan's right down here, our high school guy, and he just like mouthed at me. He's like, this is awesome. And I'm like, yes, this is awesome. Like, I, I don't know, whenever we do stuff like this and we're all together, it's funny because I think sometimes our students, middle school, high school, they get kind of separated into whether first or, or second service for stuff like this. But this morning, we encouraged everybody to come this hour because we have students getting baptized later, um, and we want to celebrate together. And, and more importantly, we, we wanted you to know and see um, like just the amount of, of students that are in here. And so, you guys, I'm going to ask you to do something a little weird. If you're a middle school, high school, or, or college student, could you just stand up? Could you stand up? I know that we're like all over, yep, middle school, yep, all that. Yeah, and then, and then also stay standing. Um, if you are, if you're in elementary school or if you're, if you're four and up, anywhere, any other kid that's in here, stand up, go ahead, stand up. I just want to see how many kids we got here. Hold, hold them high, dad, like just hold them up. Yeah, so they're all over in here. Yes, and it's fun. So you guys... Go ahead, and, go ahead and have a seat. It's funny, we told all of uh, middle school and high school that, hey, make sure that you guys are in this service specifically. Um, we'll try and save seats for you. And, like, and we've got, we got students all over the place because uh, there wasn't even an, enough room and what I felt like was a pretty big section. But just so you guys know, um, every single Sunday morning over here on this side of the building, um, we've got anywhere from 130 to 145 middle school students. That's sixth through eighth grade. Um, and then high school is anywhere from like 150 to 180 um, on an average Sunday. And so you guys, 
We have such a strong presence of students um, who are here and who are, who are always watching and observing what you do, and that's why I love these services, because we get to do this together. We get to model what it looks like to worship um, a God who, who loves us and in turn has, has rescued and saved us, and we get to do this all together. And I, I, love, I love the energy that's in the room. I love the feeling of just looking out and seeing so many people that, that I know personally and love deeply and care for. Um, and and that, that makes me excited for this morning. And so this is our back to school service. For, for most of us, school is starting this week. Some of us may have already gone back. For the lucky ones, maybe it's not this week, but you still have another week to maybe kind of push it off and not think about it. Colleges, those are going to get started up in a couple weeks, classes, things like that. And so we want to take this morning to really turn our hearts um, to God's word and really to pray for one another as we get ready to do um, another year of this. Whether you have a a student or whether you're a parent or a teacher, um, we, want, we want to lift you up this morning as, as you get ready for this. Because believe it or not, even if, even if you're none of those three things in here, you are affected by kind of the school calendar and the things that are happening. And so whether, whether you are, again, one of those, a, a teacher, student, or a parent, like our, or even our, our church calendar, the way that we do things around here, it, it changes because of the fall, because of the way that school starts up. Our schedules adjust because you guys, your schedules adjust, um, and things kind of kick up and ramp up for the year. And, and as that is happening, we, we want to take a moment this morning to hone in and pray and, and bring our requests, pour out our hearts to God this morning um, on behalf of, of parents, uh, of students, and, and teachers. And so, so we're going to do that this morning. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and, and flip to the book of Colossians with me. Um, the book of Colossians. If you don't have a Bible this morning, um, there are, are black Bibles in the seat back in front of you, um, and you can, you can use that. Um, I tell our students we have uh, some Bibles over like in the middle school room, and I'm like, feel free to take notes in those, all right? I didn't get the okay on that this morning, but I'm going to say it anyways, because here's the cool thing. As you guys take notes and as you read, even if that's a way to help you remember, maybe one day we'll be back in this passage and somebody else will open that up and see your note there and be like, oh, that's cool. Um, and so don't be afraid to take notes um, to write in your bulletin this morning. Um, for, for all of you, there, there are ways that you can write down to say, I'm going to pray for, for these specific things in this way. Um, and so if you have a bulletin, you can use that this morning as well. So, but go ahead and flip to the book of Colossians. If you are using one of those ESV Bibles, um, one of those in the seat backs, I'll make it easy for you. It's page 983. So, if you're using a different translation, don't go there. You may end up somewhere where we're not this morning. So, you'll be very confused, but it's okay. Um, again, Colossians in the New Testament, um, just, just a couple books past the Gospels. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this for us this morning, but I, I want to give us just um, a quick little bit of, of context. Um, the book of Colossians is written by the Apostle Paul. He wrote it while he was imprisoned, um, and he wrote it to the Colossian people, um, and he actually wrote it because of um, this guy named Epaphras came to him while he was in prison, and he said, hey... Here, here is what, what is happening in Colossae. Here is what's happening to these people. We need to, we need to pray for them. Um, and he, he kind of gives this encouraging news to Paul. And he's just like, hey, I want to I wanna give you an update on what's happening um, to these people in, in Colossae. And so Paul writes a letter to them. And he starts it this way. Um, I'll read 3 through 8, and then I'll, I'll throw verse 9 up on the screen. But just, just to kind of give us um, this context he, he hears about them from Epaphras, and then he says this in verse 3 of chapter 1. 
We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you learned it from Epaphras, there's that name, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. So this morning, I, I feel a little bit like Epaphras, where, where I would hope to make known to all of you here the love that our students, that your kids have for Jesus, and that we would celebrate that and continue to foster that and pray alongside one another um, to see that flourish and grow. And so then he continues here in, in chapter 1. Paul writes in verse 9, and I'll throw this up here on the screen. So because of all of these things he's heard about them, Then he says, verse 9, And so, from the day that we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy." giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And so he lays out here, Paul lays this out in the passage, and and from the very beginning he says, and so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you. Think about that, unceasing prayer, never-ending, constant prayer poured over these people. I think that's that's what I want to call us into, that that Paul's Paul's words this morning would be an encouragement to us, that that through God's word here, that we would catch this vision of of never-ceasing, of never-ending prayer for those around us, especially as we get ready to go back to school. And so there are, there are three very specific um, uh, groups of people that I want us to look at this morning. Um, and, and before we do that, I want us to read, read this. So we skip ahead in Colossians to chapter 3. So you just flip over a page. Um, and so about the middle of the page there, if you're in the ESV, um, it's probably about midway down um, in the second column, verse 12. So then this is, this is Paul then writing to say, Earlier in the chapter, he said, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Um, And and then he continues to to lay out here in this section what that looks like, what it looks like um, if we have been raised with Christ, what things we're seeking. And so he says in verse 12, he says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved Know that if you are in Christ, that that is you. You are his chosen one. You are holy and beloved. Put this on. Middle of verse 12. Compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. 
And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And so it's out of this passage this morning, out of, out of these five verses that I want to encourage us to pray specifically um, for those of us that are in here that we know, or, or maybe it is you, um, that you have something that is going to be directly impacting you as this school year starts, whether you are a teacher, a student, or a parent. And, and if you're not one of those three, again, I, I assure you that you probably know somebody who is, um, and, you, and you love them, and you care for them, and, and you want nothing but, but for them to know Jesus more and more. And I want us to be able to, to pray that together. And so the first thing that, that we're going to teach, or sorry, the first thing that we're going to pray for this morning, the first group of people, are our teachers and our administrators. For many of you in here, you've been a teacher for a long time. Maybe you're just starting out. Maybe you're still looking for a teaching job. And in the midst of that, there are a lot of anxieties and and things that you are preparing for and and kind of maybe nervous or or stressed about as this this new season comes up. Another year rolls around. And and I want to pray three very specific things together as a a congregation over over you, um, over your fellow teachers, even those who aren't here this morning. Um, And so these are the, these are, what I want us to focus on. So teachers, we want to pray for you that that you find moments to declare the truth of the gospel in word and in action. That your life, that because you are holy and beloved, because you are chosen, right, that you would be a light and that you would find moments, even in the midst of potentially a public school system, private school, maybe you're a homeschool teacher and you're a parent and a teacher, Regardless of what that is, I pray that you would find moments to declare the truth of the gospel, whether it's by what you say or it's by what you do. And now for those of you who teach or who are on staff in a public school, that seems dangerous. But I hope that we can encourage you and give you boldness to live for Christ, even in the midst of of a space that is not always the most welcoming to Jesus. And we want to pray for you and and lift you up and know that our hearts are in there right along with you. These next two, I think, are two of the more important things that as I read through this, um, humility and patience both jumped out to me. I remember myself as a middle school kid, and I just think, oh man, my teachers had to have a lot of patience and a lot of humility in teaching and in loving me and in correcting me. And for those of you that are teachers, I know a lot of you are sitting there going, yeah, lots of patience this year. <laughs> Especially if you've got little ones. Um, for those of you who are middle school teachers, bless you. Um, you are my people, and I love you guys. And, and, and I just, I just want to pray patience over you um, and humility as you teach. And then the last thing for, for teachers and administrators this morning is that you would be given eyes to see the mission field in front of you that you would see that every student, every fellow staff member that does not know Jesus is dead inside and in need of hope and life. And the only way that they can get that is from Jesus. 
We know as a staff here, I know personally as as somebody who works with students how difficult it sometimes feels to work my way into the school. Luckily, I've been blessed. Ryan has been blessed this year where we're able to to take a small role in in coaching. I get to be the cross-country coach um, at Green Middle School this year. I've been doing that for the last two or three years on top of this. Um, Ryan gets to to help out with with freshman football at Green High School. And so just because proximity-wise, like we get to, to love on students who would never walk through these doors. And that is a huge blessing. And again, the only reason that we get to do that is because of all of you and your generosity and the way that you continue to give and pray. But, but teachers, know that, that we are doing our best to come alongside you and we want to pray these things over you. And so here in just a second, I'm going to have us do this. And we're going to take like 30 to 40 seconds even where we are just silent. Think about maybe a teacher that is sitting next to you. Think about maybe a, a favorite teacher that you had. Think about one that maybe was difficult. And I I want you to pray for them. Students, think about your teachers this year. Think about the ones that are going to give their time with their family away to spend extra moments with you so that you would grow in knowledge and learn. We want to pray for them. Because here's the deal. Students, the teachers that you have that know and love Jesus, we're all on the same team. And ultimately, we're trying to accomplish the same thing. And so we want to pray for them, whether they are a first grade teacher, a sixth grade, a senior teacher, a college professor. We want to invade and and bring Jesus everywhere that we go, especially our schools. And so would you just take a moment this morning to just pray silently and and just just think and, and bring these requests to God, these three things. And I'll close this after that. So Jesus, we pray for our teachers. Thank you for their hearts for students, for kids. God, we pray that you would bless them this year. Would you give them moments to declare the truth of your gospel? Would you give them patience and humility not only with students, but with fellow staff? Would you give them eyes to see those in front of them that are in desperate need of you? And that that would be the driving force behind what they do this year is so that they would see all come to know you. We love you. Amen. So the next group that I want us to look at this morning is, is students. And, and this group is near and dear to my heart, as you guys know. And, and just to kind of give you a picture of what, what our students are, are up against, I want you right now to think about the most embarrassing moment that you experienced, the most embarrassing moment that you experienced as a middle schooler. Think about that. I know, for some of you may be cringing in your seat a little bit, all right? Also, when I ask, if you ask anybody, if you could go back to any two or three year period of your life, right, everybody's like, middle school, I'd go back there. No, nobody would go back to middle school. Everybody, most of you have burned the pictures that you had from middle school. You have, you've tried to avoid all, all and any evidence of what you wore and what you looked like as a middle schooler, all right? And that's the truth. And so it, it's funny because you think about those moments that may have been embarrassing or, or maybe um, it, it felt big to you. Think about how many people maybe that touched or affected. A couple 
Maybe it blew over in a couple days, right? Now I want you to think about if everybody around you had a camera and was recording that moment. Everybody. And it got shared hundreds of thousands of times with people around you, people who didn't like you. Think about that. Is that the most terrifying thought in the entire world? Well, guess what? That's pretty much reality for our students. There is such a pressure that I see in our students to perform and to be perfect that they place their identity in what their social profile says about them. They place their identity in, in, the, in the pictures and only the good ones that they send out, right? Students, you know this. You feel this pressure. If, if something doesn't get enough likes in a certain amount of time, right, you take it down and then you try and post another one and hoping that it goes a little bit better. Even when you're doing something enjoyable or, or fun, right, like you, you take the time to snap a photo to make sure that everybody knows, and this isn't just students, we're all at this point now where we snap a photo and make sure that everybody knows what a great time we're having or, or the experience that, that we have. And if we're not careful, this isn't just for students either, but, but primarily, if we're not careful, we place our identity and our, va- and our value in what other people say about us. We place our identity and our, and our value in our grades, our identity and our value in how well we did at our game, or what chair we made in the band, or what anybody else says about us. And so my prayer for you this year, students, is that you would know who you are because of who Christ says that you are that your worth and your value would come from Jesus, that you would know that he has made you and that he knows you, like he knows you. And he still sees you and he says, I sent my son. God says, I sent my son for you. And that that's where you would find your worth. In chapter three of Colossians Verses 15 and 16, these two things that that I would really pray for you students this year. He says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. How many of you, your day, your school day feels like a peaceful one? Whether externally or internally and in here. I pray that your day would be full of Christ's peace. And most importantly, verse 16 Paul says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Man, that is our prayer for you students this morning. That the word of Christ would dwell in you richly. That you would know who he is and who he's made you to be. And so these are the things that we want to pray for students. That you'd find your worth in the right place. That you'd put on compassion and kindness towards others. And that God's word would dwell richly in you, and that you would know his peace, even in the midst of changes and difficult conversations and of things that maybe feel like the world is falling apart. 
I pray that his peace would rule in you. And so, so all of us that are in here, would we, would we come together this morning? Would we lift up our students this morning? Would we lift up our kids who are maybe entering kindergarten even for the very first time and they're nervous and they don't want to leave and, but in the midst of it, we know, right? We have to know that God will care for them. And so we, we pray for them. We pray for our middle schoolers. We pray for our high schoolers, for those in college. We pray for you, students, this morning. So let's, these three things, would we pray together? Would we lift up our students and bring them to the throne of grace and pray? Would you do that with me this morning? Father, I pray for our kids, for our students. I pray that they would know your love. Even now, I I see their faces flash through my mind. I think of specific ones even that, that need to know your love and need to know their worth is found in you and not in the things that they do what they accomplish would you give them compassionate hearts God and would the word would your word of truth dwell in their hearts richly so that they can face every day knowing who you are and who you've made them to be we love you amen and so this last group that I I want us to, to focus in are many of you that are in here I want us to pray for you, parents. Um, I, want us to, I want us to lift you up because you have a very difficult job, all right? And, and here's what, what Scripture lays out in front of us. This is the Shema. This is, this is huge. Deuteronomy 6, 4 says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Parents, you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house, and on your gates." So parents, my prayer for you, my encouragement and my challenge to you this morning is that you would shepherd your families. Would you shepherd your kids? Continue to point them back to what is true. And the only way that we can do this effectively is if this is true for you. If you are here and and you drop your kids off to our amazing children's ministry, and Wendy does a fantastic job, all of our kids' volunteers who who continue to pour into these kids, all of our leaders who are over in the middle school room and pour into students, and our high school leaders that disciple and train high school students, as, as you drop them off and as we get to do Sundays together, would you not forget the other six days of the week are way, way more important in how you teach and lead and guide your kids? Would you shepherd them throughout the week? Scripture says it's as you go, as you, as you lie down, as you get up, as you're doing these things, 
Watch for moments to point your kids to Jesus. Watch for those moments. And I think in order for us to do that well, we also need to steward our time. Steward our family's time well. If you've got four kids and all of them are in three sports and a play and on dance team and everything else, watch yourself. Because before you know it, you've spent no time with your kids and they're leaving for college. It already feels like that for most of you. And you may have spent good time with them. It happens fast. Steward your time with your kids. I come back to that, uh, verse 16 in chapter 3, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Parents, you have wisdom. You know where wisdom is found, and, and, and it is our job and our responsibility to point our children back to where truth is found. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Is that your attitude, parents? Is that where you live? And so the last thing too, as you get ready to either drop your kid off or, or put them on the bus, maybe even for the first time this year. I know that's scary. Maybe this is your first kid to take their first step on the bus. Maybe this is your last kid taking their first date. Maybe it's your last kid on their last first day. There's all these last and firsts. It's hard to keep track of. All right? But regardless, we are called to teach, to shepherd, but also to entrust our children to God. That the things that we teach them, right, that if, if we teach them the way that they should go, that they would not turn from it as they grow old. All you are called to do is to teach your children about the goodness and grace of God. You cannot make that decision for them. It does not matter how many times you bring them here, how many how many groups you get them in that are our Bible studies, it does not matter because when it comes down to it, it is whether they are ready or not to accept Jesus. You can just put them in environments and spaces like this that will help maybe point them in the right direction. And that's one of the most terrifying things to hear as a parent. It honestly is. And so that's why my prayer for you this year is that you would entrust your children to God. That is terrifying sometimes but he is good and faithful. So parents, for you, we want to pray these three things over you. That you would shepherd your families, that you would steward your time well with them, and that you, most importantly, that you would entrust your children to God. And that is difficult. I've learned that as I've become a parent. And my son is only two and a half now. And I know that's going to continue to get harder and harder and harder. And as we add more children to our family, by God's good grace, hopefully, it's going to continue to be difficult. But I, I want to be faithful in that. And so for all of us in here, students even especially, think about your parents. You're on the other side of this. And, and a lot of this may seem like it's very far off for you. Or I want you to pray for your parents this morning. For those of us in here that know parents, would we pray for them? Would we lift them up as they get ready to send their kids out into, into a school that is in need of, of hope? A group of people that is potentially broken and in need of Jesus. And so would we lift up parents that are sitting around us, that are near to and dear to our hearts? Would we lift up parents 
this morning and pray these three things. Let's do that together. So God, we lift up the parents here who are in this room. Those of, of students, those of, of their children that have graduated a long time ago. We pray that, that they would be willing to trust you. That they would not hold too tightly to their kids. They would trust you and that they would be willing to to allow you to to guide and be the leader of their kids. God, I pray for parents that they would shepherd their families well, that they would love their kids, they would be patient with them and compassionate, that they would demonstrate forgiveness to them because of the way that you have forgiven them. And I pray that they would steward their time, steward their family's time so that no matter what they're doing, they would look and see opportunities to point their kids to Jesus. So thank you for all the parents that are in here and all that they do for their children. We love you. It's your name we pray. Amen. So I want to close with this this morning. This is the very end of, of the book. This is Colossians 4, verse 2. Paul writes this. He says, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Let me read that again. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. And at the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ, on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And so for teachers, students, and parents, that's my closing prayer to you this morning, that your speech always would be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer every single person that you come in contact with, that you would be compassionate and kind and forgiving, and that you would be an ambassador for Christ in the midst of of the school year. That's our prayer for you. And the cool thing is, you guys, as we've been able to, to do these things, as we've been able to pour into our children um, and continue to, to lead and shepherd, there is time for celebration and, and fruit and, and things that we get to see that, are, that blow our minds. And so we get to celebrate this morning with baptisms, which for us is a public declaration of our faith in Jesus Christ. Um, and and we, get to, we get to see these students, these people um, who, who are saying, I am all in with Jesus. Like, I, I have taken this step. He has rescued me. I want everybody to know. And then we as a church, we are able to hold them accountable. And most importantly, we are able to continue to pray for them without ceasing. For many of the students that we will, that we will see baptized, many of, of those this morning, not just students, this is a moment, this is a mile marker in their lives where they can look back and say, I know that I have made this statement of faith. I know who I am in Jesus. 
And we get to celebrate that. And so would we, would we celebrate this morning with baptisms? We're going we're gonna to get to see two baptisms from Mexico, um, from, from the trip that our, our high school team got to go on. Um, and so we're going to get to celebrate that. And then we have five more um, here this morning that we're going to get to celebrate. And so I would encourage you, go nuts, cheer, um, be excited, because these are people who have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And that is the most amazing miracle of anything. And so let's do that together this morning. Let's watch these videos. Thanks for listening to the Green Student Ministries High School podcast of the Chaplain Green. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact us at gsm at thechapel.life or follow us on Instagram at Green Student Ministries. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.